Industry Pods and Evergreen Podcast Network are pleased to present the following podcast. This content is for informational purposes only. You should not construe any such information or other material as legal, tax, investment, financial or other advice. Nothing contained on here constitutes a solicitation, recommendation, endorsement or offer by Draper Gorenholm or any third-party service provider to buy or sell any securities or other financial instruments whatsoever. Hey everyone, it is me. We are here. Uh, we, Joseph is here too. Say hi, Joseph. Hey, what's up? Boom, boom, boom. We're recording. Good morning, everyone. Hey, everyone. Hey, everyone. Hey, everyone. Hey, everyone. I am recording this on the computer now. Hey, everyone. Hey, everyone. Hey, everyone. Hey, everyone. Boom. All right. It says it's recording. Boom. 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 I am apparently recording. The entire bottle control. They're all exactly the same. Crypto art. And then what it really is, is an NFT. Wow. Eddie wants to slap the bag. So this is the next best thing. DeFi is going to be a bubble. It's provably scarce. With Mad Dog. Crypto, gold, and silver. Transparent substance. Take my money, start a war with it. Without further ado. Cheers to you, brother. Get shit done. Because the system has to collapse before that. Cheers, I feel much better now. Cheers. (laughs) Wow, that was heavy. Boom. Boom. (laughs) What's up, Jordan? Hold on, watch this. That was great. Welcome, everybody. Uh, hold on, I like turned down my volume because even I am annoyed by that intro. And then, um, and I love hearing myself talk. Um, uh, uh, so I couldn't really hear you for a sec. What's up, everyone? Uh, welcome to Blockchain and Booze number 74. 74 weeks straight is pretty mind blowing. I'm, I'm really stoked that Jordan is, is joining us. Um, there's been, uh, we've, uh, if you're one of the super regulars that have been around from the beginning, you've seen Jordan on here at least a couple times. And uh, we got to hear the, the, the epic story of meme uh, back almost live. Um, but, uh, uh, but before we jump in, I'll do, do the homework I'm supposed to do that I forget a lot of times. We are streaming live on Lunar Crush, uh, our main media partner, but we're also uh, on blockchain radio. So give uh, Lunar Crush blockchain radio some love and a follow uh, because all of our stuff streams there and gets replayed on blockchain radio and they are awesome. We appreciate them. And if you're seeing this on Twitter right now or on YouTube or somewhere that's not in our chat hang session, go to meet.blockchainbooze.io because you can ask questions to us live. You can hang in the chat with the community live. You'll be able to turn on your camera later and hang with the community after and all that stuff. And this time, since we're doing a kind of community edition, you'll be able to potentially hop up on stage if you got a good enough question or uh, if you want to. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but Jordan, dude, thank you uh, for, uh, for being here. Um, introduce yourself to the crowd for, for those that, that don't know you yet. Yeah, thanks. Great to be back. Um, hey, everybody. Uh, or wait, it's hi, everyone. Isn't that it? Oh, Isn't that what I heard on your intro? Yeah, what did I say? Um, I always go, I, I always go, boom, it's recording. Hey, everyone. Hey, everyone. <laughs> hey, everyone. Um, I'm, I'm Jordan Lyle. I've, uh, I co-founded and I'm the uh, chief product officer at Nifties, nifties.com, N-I-F-T-Y-S.com. Um, prior to starting Nifties, I was at Consensus. I also launched um, a product and a platform and a community called Meme. Don't buy meme.com. And actually, just just about a week or two ago, we celebrated the one-year anniversary of the initial tweet that I had posted in August of 2020 that led to the Meme project. So we're right around one one year exactly when I first joined Blockchain and Booze. I guess that would be episode 20 or whatever it was. Um, And that, like you said, it was, it was live. It was a couple days after we had launched the platform. Yeah. We were just, everyone was, was just mind blown. Like nobody knew what, what was going on. (laughs) 
Totally. Yeah. Myself included. You know, if you remember, I, at the time I didn't call myself like the leader or anything. We had a fake CEO called Elab Monk. And um, my, son, of- my son used to tweet at him. My son was like, it was like his favorite Twitter account. Um, it was awesome. Yeah. He's, he's kind of back in action. Um, so it's fun to see him, but right at the time it was just kind of a community. We didn't know what we were doing. We were just, we were just kind of riffing. Uh, we launched a platform that allowed, you know, NFTs to be farmed, which at the time was a was pretty novel idea, pretty innovative. Um, yeah. And it was really about lowering the barrier to entry to collecting NFTs and making it really, you know, lightweight and easy to do um, and accessible. And then, of course, you know, it's it went on to do some amazing things and work with amazing artists, and it still is. Um but it was such a, such a fun project and uh, such, still is such a fun community to, to be a part of. And you were there at the, in the early days. So uh, I, thanks I remember I was, I was one of, the, one of the, the people in your circle that was like, hey, how come I didn't get to be a part of the airdrop? Because I don't, you, I don't think you included anyone knew what the hell would come of it. And I don't think you were even the one who initiated it or anything like that. It's just community members craziness, right? completely community driven. I had created a Twitter or a tweet, right? Um, I tweeted a meme and then it got some traction and then a bunch, and then I created a a telegram group, a bunch of people jumped in and then the community took over and they said, Oh, he made a meme. So we're going to call it the meme token and we're going to randomly airdrop it to everybody that's in this tele telegram group. And, um, so yeah, no, I had I knew no one else in that group at the time. It was it was not like just a bunch of my friends just trying to pump and dump any to, any token or anything. I was part of the community at that point. Um, and yeah, such a wild ride and so yeah, just such a yeah. To, to to kind of lay it out for the people that don't know much about it, Jordan is is a product guy. So last year you were working at Consensus. I originally met you because you were uh, you were total one of our portfolio companies and so jordan's a product guy and he put a screenshot of a pretend app called the degenerator that the whole point of it was making fun of all of these people launching about a year ago uh, a little over a year ago there were all these groups like launching the yam token the this token the that token and they all were pretty much like different flavors of the same kind of bullshit product and some of them had real legit teams and whatever but most of them weren't right like so so jordan just made a funny tweet that was a joke with a screenshot for an app that was like choose your contract choose the style of you know rebasing not rebasing whatever it was choose your meme and you know had like all of the the uh, emojis and whatever and then it was like launch contract it was just like a fake screenshot for an app and that tweet took off and then there were people who believed that that product was actually being launched um, and so it caused a little bit of a kind of silly commotion and then some community members got into a telegram group and decided to launch the meme token with a pineapple as a actual thing mostly as a joke i think but then like when it took off and people started trading it and it was actually worth something uh it became a real thing and you and uh eric who i, who I, I kind of met through that but who else there's a few other people actually built it and the yeah. product is actually an innovative cool product that's also what, what is cool and that's it yeah a lot of kudos go to eric and uh chris was uh both eric and chris they um they just decided to let's just go build something. So they, they put the regular client work on hold and they went and built the product that turned into uh, that turned into meme. And uh, they just went and ran with it. And then I kind of said, well, I guess I'll kind of champion this thing and be the face of it. It was my, my original tweet that started this whole thing. So I kind of ran community and marketing and social and, appeared on podcasts and uh yeah i'm i'm going uh right now i'm i'm just taking a quick look you have an almost 15 million dollar market cap for for meme tokens right now which is pretty crazy and but i remember like people in the community i think you know the don't buy meme kind of meme started too like people were like what is the point of the meme token should i buy it and everyone's like don't buy meme you know like and then that became the thing so you guys got don'tbuymeme.com and that's where it, it is and everything yeah, because at the time to, yeah, to to, to uh, get into that a little bit at the time, like 
like we said, there was really nothing there until, until there was, until we decided yeah. to build the product. So early on it was, this is, this is just a meme coin. This is just a joke. Um, don't buy this thing. It's, there's no reason to buy it. Don't buy it. Don't buy meme. And then, it, you know, then I went and registered the .com and we started using the hashtag don't buy meme. Um, and then we saw some copycats like don't buy rope and there's a bunch of other yeah. don't buy products, but that was the original don't buy and yeah. um, just kind of ran with that. And we still, that's still our website. It's, it's super cool. What's, you know, and it really was an innovative thing because I think all of the, all of the farming, all the stuff that still goes on today, right? You stake the, a certain token, you receive rewards in another token and whatever. There was no way um, to stake a token to earn an NFT or even vice versa at the time, right? And that was a brand new thing you guys had created. And I think it did in thinking back on it now, because it all kind of like, if you look at, at the NFT communities and you look at the crypto communities, they're not that different in many respects, but it really was the first, as far as I can think of like NFT community, right? Like I think, and it kind of led to like, you know, the Lunar Crush saying, right? I'm trying to help grab my Lunar Crush hat. I haven't dropped their name enough yet on this, uh, <laughs> on this uh, 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 stream, but like they always say there is no crypto without community. But if you look at the current craziness of, very, you know, we, the last few weeks we've had, it's been back-to-back -back NFT talk, um, but like we brought, we did an eighth uh, talk and then we brought the, the team who's, who took over the Fame Lady Squad uh, um, NFT community. And like, you realize that the best communities or the best NFT uh, kind of, um, the groups that have the most activity, the most everything have very active communities. And there really isn't, anything there until there is a community. You guys started with a community and then went like, hey, we should do something awesome with it. And the community is probably the hardest part, right? So Yeah, it's funny. I, I think we actually did it backwards for most companies and, and that's why yeah. we were so fortunate in the early days. Yeah. It, it started with a community and then we built a token and then we built a product, right? Um, most most of the time people are trying to do the opposite right build a product tie in a token and then launch a community we had community first and we were like hey what do we build um yeah. so that we were fortunate in that and that that was kind of the biggest learning um big biggest uh biggest area of like wow i think we're onto something here is is in the area of community and and uh not you know no two communities are are alike the meme community is very special. Um, and also just the, the NFT community at large was really, for the most part, very welcoming and accepting. Yeah. You know, most of my time prior to the project was in DeFi. And there's certainly a community there um, on Twitter. Yeah. And, um, but it was just completely different going from like DeFi and trading and the DGENs over there. I, I can call myself one as well. But then moving over into the NFT land where not everybody was out to... So, yeah. I think actually they're learning like when we've had the last few talks I realized like some of the things people are talking about like I don't know if you know the fame lady squad drama that just happened with all mm -hmm. these things but essentially like this group that had created fame lady squad and a few other groups and I might be mixing some things up because there were overlapping teams and stuff but essentially people who were saying that they were women launching a, a, a NFT campaign all about women and stuff like that ended up being three dudes in Russia or something, right? And like, and, but the whole thing was like, then they came out and they were like, yeah, you know, we were just like kind of, that was like our pseudo anonymous thing. We we're just kind of role playing. It's not a scam. Like this is just, we're still going to donate to charity, whatever they said, but people didn't like it and felt like they were being disingenuous and whatever the, the drama ended up being, like a lot of the sort of rug pull mechanics and the things that were happening in some of these things were the type of things we've seen in, in DeFi and crypto like a thousand times. Yeah. But the problem is so many brand new people are getting into it right now. Like I use the Lunar Crush data to talk about our conferences and stuff like that. There's like, I think somewhere around 14 X more individual people talking about crypto on the internet than at our last in-person conference less than two years ago. So if you think about that, if the whole space is 14x the size and the number of people, which is actually much bigger than that, I think, in terms of people participating, 
It's just that most people aren't as annoying as us on the internet talking about it all day. <laughs> like, if you think about that, all these new people are, are kind of seeing the same things we've dealt with so many times. And so it's, um, it's this whole new educational part of, of the thing. But, you know, for me, when that happens, it's not like it hurts. But like when I participate in a deal, in a thing, I kind of expect that like every certain percentage, every certain, well, one, I expect that like more than half the time it's going to go to zero and I'm participating because I love the community. It's fun and I'm learning, um, especially with NFTs because there's like something fun along with it. It's collectible. It's a cool thing. Like I never bought my comic books that I have at my parents' house still or my comic book cards thinking I was going to make a lot of money. It was like a fun collector's thing. That's how I feel about NFTs. So I expect half of them or more to be worth nothing. But the one out of 10 that ends up being a scam, I kind of just assume it's going to happen. It's happened so many times in crypto uh, that, that we're immune to it. But to a lot of people, they spent real money. It's not just magical internet money to them. It's meaningful. And, and it's like, you know, a kick in the chest, right? It's like punching the gut, whatever the... the the, the analogy I want to use in that moment, right? So like, it sucks. So we're going through some of that. And um, it is pretty exciting to when these communities do emerge and something real does happen, right? Like, even just from, I, I think we talked about for a minute before we went live, but like from a month ago, I've seen the changes in the ape community. And I've seen the changes in some of these communities. And I wasn't even a part of that community until about a month ago. And, and it's changed significantly. And these things just evolve. Um, I want to hear, though, uh, uh, about Nifty's and how that evolved. Um, and also, you know, yeah, let, let's go into there. I mentioned already that you, you did products of consensus and total and, and all that. But I want to hear how Nifty came, Nifty's came about. It's N-I-F-T-Y-S dot com, right? That's it. Yeah. Yeah. The brand is apostrophe S, but the, yeah. the URL is Nifty's dot com. Um, yeah, it really came off the tail end of, um, you know, the first six months of, of doing meme. And it was, hey, meme, meme is really here for the community. Uh, it was a token first. So it's really owned by the community. And uh, it's really about finding, you know, it's, it's niche. It's, it's mixes in DeFi. So it's not, it's not for the average user, right? Um, and uh, we started thinking, and I was introduced to uh, who are now my co-founders, Jeff, John, and Jeremy. Um, there's there's something here. There's there's room for maybe a play on a more uh, general audience, more mainstream users. Um, so the the three of them and the three of us on the meme side, me, Eric, and Chris, we decided to join forces and focus on new user experience, first time user coming into uh, the NFT world and collecting NFTs. Oh, appreciate that, man. Uh, <laughs> I just realized that I have that. Hey, by the way, if you're watching on one of the places not in our system, go to meet.blockchainboost.io so that you can hang in the chat with the rest of the community. Keep going. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Just got yeah, no, that's good. That's good. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, it was just kind of like um, there's an opportunity for Everyone's talking about UX and crypto, UX and NFTs. Um, bigger brands and, and entertainers are getting into the space, but there's still not an easy way for new users to to get on board. Um, so that was really that was really an early goal: is is how do we a plat be a platform for new users? How do we provide more than just a marketplace? Right? Um, OpenSea is doing an amazing job. Rarible, all the all the platforms. But what if we we kind of catered to the to the brand new user who maybe wants to put in their credit card and buy an NFT. And then later they can learn about what the benefits of having a wallet and being decentralized. Yeah. Um, and we've done that. We've done that, you know, how do you, how do you how do you do that? What plat what network is it on? Like for example, I'm a huge fan of like NFTs on Tezos, for example, because of the super low cost and and the simplicity. You know, it's a little bit simpler than Ethereum, but it's millionth the cost and it's just easy for artists and stuff what do you guys use to do it yeah so um we do a number of things but our biggest uh launch so far is the one that we we kicked things off with back in july when we launched with space jam 
So we did the the official NFT collection of uh, Space Jam 2, the, the, the sequel. And that was super fun. Such a nostalgic movie for me and, and many of my friends. So that was that was a ton of fun. Um, but we, we launched that uh, on the Palm blockchain. So palm.io, it's a side chain of Ethereum. It's an EVM compatible POA side chain. And that was, that was launched at the same time. So it was uh, talked about building uh, a train, the, building the tracks while your train is running on it. It was building, you know, Palm was building itself while we were building on top of Palm. So it was, it was uh, pretty crazy. I've got, I've got, got stories to tell but it was um they're, they're such a good partner and palm is uh issued from consensus oh, okay. uh, investors in nifties uh i of course came from consensus so it was just a natural fit um does do you guys uh chris asked a good question in here and by the way anybody feel free to ask questions in the qa and i might invite some of you on stage soon too but um do you have to custody the NFT if somebody buys it with a credit card or how does that work? No, everything is completely decentralized. Um, so by signing up for an account with Nifties, um, whether you know it or not, under the hood, your account comes with a, uh, an Ethereum address. Oh, okay. And so you're able to take ownership. Um, you could also export your private key. Everything is completely decentralized. We just kind of make it a little bit easier. It's kind of one of those... Uh, pseudo decentralized platforms no one can touch your private key except for you um but everything is decentralized now there's still some infrastructure challenges right uh because it is on a side chain you have to bridge things over yeah. if you want to move crypto over over the bridge or if you want to take your nft over the bridge um but it's early days and uh we're committed to building on the palm blockchain a few you know additional marketplaces additional uh drops and and projects. We've got a whole long roadmap of the next several months of uh, communities that we'll be building and growing. Um, and it's all going to be run on the Palm blockchain. That's cool. And that allows for simple, instant, virtually free transactions, right? Just like yeah. what you were saying, just to... I did, <laughs> I did an airdrop, uh, uh, a controversial airdrop a few weeks ago to the Ape community on using Matic and even on Matic. It, oh, I think I got that. It was pretty damn expensive. Do you have an ape? I have an ape. Yeah, okay. So yeah, I, I, you got it. Um, and it, it still cost me uh, a good amount, like two grand worth of Matic to do it, wow. which doesn't make sense. And maybe something was, there might have been a problem in the contract I used, it, and that's why, but it was like a late night move. Actually, David uh, Lesnack, who was going to be on with us in the last minute, and last minute said he'd join us, last minute couldn't join us. Uh, we should have given him more shit at the beginning. But um, he, he was really the person who pushed me over the edge of doing it late one night. Uh, we were, we were uh, texting. Um, uh, but so anyway, it was, it was fun to experiment on Matic and see kind of a little bit of the differences of you know on an EVM chain versus a uh, a um, you know directly on Ethereum because you actually Eric on your team taught me a lot about um, airdropping NFTs on Ethereum. Me and Kupu Kupu Daif, my son, um, used the meme uh, NFT contract, uh, not the NFT contract, but Eric made a special copy of the. Uh, multi-sender contract to uh, allow for NFT sending because before mm -hmm. they did that, that wasn't even available. So think about that. Like just a year ago, people didn't even have the mechanism to airdrop an NFT to people on, on Ethereum. Um, it's, it's, it's pretty crazy to think how fast that moved um, and how quickly, you know, things have changed and grown in, in, this, in this period of time. It's, it, it's wild. Uh, sorry, I'm, uh, uh, Adele had a question actually um, uh, for you. It just said, do you work with charities? Have you worked with charities through Meme or through Nifties yet? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, we, in the early days of Meme, uh, that was really built into the platform. When we, when we did our very first auction um, with Sven Ebervine, uh, that it was, we kind of came to this agreement, you know, a portion of every sale would go to charities. So, um, 
in those first several months of meme, the artist would choose their favorite charity uh, as long as they accepted crypto. Oh, that's uh, awesome. They would, they would, so that was kind of built into the uh, meme platform. At Nifty's, we're, we're trying to think more strategic and how do we, um, how do we work it into the platform? There are several uh, projects and auctions and uh, other exciting things coming up that I just can't announce yet, but there will be a charity component where a portion of the proceeds go to charity. A um, bunch of cool things coming down. It's not exactly through meme, but kind of in a way. Um, the, uh, uh, when we did, we did the meme thing to earn a, uh, a LA blockchain summit like card or whatever, NFT. On yeah. the meme, um, as a, that was the first like that was a fun experiment sponsored that was really experiment yeah and we said wow this is actually pretty cool uh let's continue to do that and yeah so you could stake your meme and you earned pineapple and then you could trade your pineapple for uh for a la blockchain summit like nft and some of us hung out in like a token gated like telegram chat which was was you know kind of fun and neat, but like you know it wasn't. It was just a, a few of the same people. Probably a lot of you that are here too. Uh, but it's a lot of the uh, just a fun community hang session, and then it was a fun experiment. Then we ended up going, wow, this the NFT things are cool, and you know they're they're heating up a little bit. Why don't we test this out? And we created a card like kind of that looked like it looked like a playing card. It was an NFT for each speaker, actually. You guys inspired us to do it at first, then we did it. And then the OpenSea team actually let us beta test their gasless minting too. So we were the first people to use the um, OpenSea where we didn't have to pay the gas for every single NFT we were creating because that was going to cost us like thousands of dollars. Um, so the person who purchased it actually paid for the gas of the transaction. And we did an auction for a speaker graphic for every single person. And we gave the money to charity, um, a COVID charity, actually, for first responders and stuff. That's awesome. Cool. I remember that. Um, yeah. So we, I think I own your card, if I remember correctly. Um, <laughs> I got to double check. I think I, I own it. Um, but we should do that again this year, actually. Now I'm saying that a lot. Hey, Matt, if you're watching, you're listening. Let's let's uh, make that happen again. Um, but, you know, it's it's wild to think like we're, you know, going back, right? Like this a year ago it started. And in this year, you know, NFTs existed. We, we were a part of this sort of whole crypto community and NFTs have existed for a few years, but really this last year, wild acceleration, right? Do you, outside of meme and nifties, what's, you just said you, you own an ape. Uh, what's your, uh, you know, what are your sort of favorite communities or, or what are your favorite NFTs outside of meme and nifties uh, right now or in general? Um, I, uh, aside from your Poopoo.eth membership card. Aside uh, from Poopoo.eth, which uh, holds a special place in my collection and my heart. Um, I, uh, I, you know, it's my avatar on most of the platforms. It's my CryptoPunk. I also am wearing my purple hat. Um, nice. So I, I kind of, you know, life imitates art, I guess. Uh, I, I'm now, instead of finding a digital identity that represents me in the real world, I'm starting to change my appearance in the real world to represent my digital identity. I've, um, worn, I've worn my striped shirt. I picked my ape because I thought it looked like me. And I wore, I have a striped shirt that looks like my ape and I've worn it multiple times when I know I'm going to talk to somebody who's in the ape community just so I could look more like my ape. Nice. Nice. So yeah, probably the, the blue chips is what I'm, what I'm excited about. And then there's a bunch of other fun stuff after that. But um CryptoPunks, Bored Apes, Penguins. Um, there's, uh, you know, uh, Art Blocks, of course. I, I still hold a number of Art Blocks pieces. Big fan of all that. Do you, do you okay, I would, I'd like to know for you being early, um, what's your, uh, uh, yeah, uh, Pravi, I got some recognition for my ape having good Twitter game. This, this week, I decoupled my ape from myself. He is his own person with his own Twitter account. That's like Dr. Strange separating Spider-Man from Peter Parker. Yeah, see, um, Bored Becky came on and she's like, oh yeah, I got BoredBecky.com. I've got my Twitter account. All this one day, if I decide to sell my ape, all comes with my ape. 
she's like, it's a whole brand. It's not just the ape. And I was like, hey, that's a cool idea. So I renamed my ape and I gave him his own uh, Twitter account. And I got a, uh, a version of him made with a full body holding a guitar. Um, he has a whole backstory now. It's, it's kind of awesome. That's awesome. Uh, and he, he, he sends uh, salty tweets too. The other day he tweeted that, you know, Bitcoin is cool and everything, but, you know, he's got avatar, or what did it say? Oh, yeah, I said, uh, uh, Bitcoin's cool and everything, but I've got JPEGs worth more than that shit. <laughs> <laughs> Might be my favorite tweet of all time. But um, thanks, Bradley. But, you know, the, uh, the kind of, you know, idea that these things, uh, the question I was going to go to, actually, I I'd like to, have you sold many NFTs? Do you treat them like crypto? Do you trade in and out sometimes? Or do you mostly just hold on? Like, how, how do you feel about it? Because I'm, I'm a little weird because I'm, I won't lie, I'm a little torn that my ape is worth so much. <laughs> but I'm so emotionally attached. And I'm, I'm an early stage investor. I'm a terrible trader. So I hold on to things way too long. So, you know. Yeah, I'd say we're probably pretty, pretty similar. Um, I, I would say in general, my NFT strategy is similar to my just general token coin strategy. And it's, it's buy and hold uh, for the most part. Anytime that I've tried to get cute and, and buy low, sell high, it's just, you know, or day trade or anything like that. It's just, it, I just end up losing money. Um, I feel like I wake up the next morning and I'm a genius. By the afternoon, I'm an idiot. By right. a week later, I'm, I'm a complete moron. Like, <laughs> you know, like I just, if I try to do that kind of thing, yeah. it's, for me, I just, the problem with the ape, I think is because I'm getting texts from Bleznak because he bought multiple apes. <laughs> and, and, and so I get texts from him and then people in the community are messaging me, reminding me that it's worth so much. And then I like get up in my head yeah what i like to do is just find the projects that are interesting that are doing something a little bit differently there's a lot of copycats out there yeah. find something that you wouldn't mind holding if the value crashed to zero um find something that you think others might feel the same uh probably a general strategy if it's if you can afford it is to buy a couple just in case they yeah. increase yeah. and you can sell one and hold on to one uh i did that with apes i did that with penguins um so you're always still part of the community but you can kind of profit on its way up yeah i've done that with um i think a big part of the the fame lady squad and also world of women and the long neck ladies those three i bought more than i would have because my daughter was so stoked on them so i showed them to my daughter she was loving them so i bought a bunch and now you know super happy i still i don't think i've ever sold any of them but <laughs> That's just me. But yeah, it feels it feels much better to to do that kind of thing. Um I I um was gonna ask the the rest of the community too. Um the uh uh dude, I'm totally brain farting now because I looked down at my phone at, at some texts while while talking. Um uh but the um when it comes to uh to to punks. And, and everything, um, oh, this was the question I was going to ask is, have you participated in any outside of, um, outside of the original Ethereum ones? And how do you feel about it? Because I didn't participate on Tezos and then some, cause somebody launched a Tezos punks. One, I felt like they, they were selling them for too much. So it felt like, like kind of weird but there's punks on Matic right now is about to sell out or something. Somebody was texting me about like, I just don't get excited about that and like, and so again, I'm not doing it because it's an investment. So, you know, have you, but have you uh, been into that at all? What do you think? Cause people in the punks community apparently are like stoked that people are doing them on other chains and stuff. But like, I don't know, it's not exciting. to me. Doesn't excite me. The only one I did participate in is bunks. Uh, and then with the strict, uh, with the strict goal of being able to burn those punks. Um, so if you oh, that's... <laughs> finance punks on BSC and then um, it, it became a project. It's like, a, it's like, it's like a protest against other chains by buying them and then burning them on the other chain. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but you were able to burn your punk and get a new punk that was created. Uh, OXB1, the the DeFi whale, uh, he worked with um, uh, Spongenuity, the artist, and they built this really cool platform. If you burned a bunk, 
you were able to uh, get a new um, a new avatar with you know done in the style of this artist. So that was that was pretty interesting. Otherwise, yeah. you know, that doesn't really excite me. I want to see more interesting things, and maybe if it it was uh, derivative, but it still did something different, like burning. You know, that that's what makes it interesting. I like that. So like, that's, that's also something that's interesting to me too, is like the extra use cases. You guys are the, you know, meme was the original, like, Hey, we can do something different with these tokens uh, um, with NFTs and a whole kind of creating utility. Right. Maybe there's some basics like the, the token gated stuff and stuff like that. But like, I really love the idea of being able to merge NFTs or do things that are maybe derivative works or just different different styles, different things. Like that, the first uh, thing that happened to me in the punk community, which was people started DMing me going like, would you like another version of your punk? Like, or not, I keep using punk, but I mean ape. Um, like, oh, I'll make a 3D ape. I'll make a this ape. I'll make a that ape. And if you want to spend a few hundred bucks a day, you could probably do a new version like every single day with somebody who DMs you. But some of them were super innovative and cool. But then it got me thinking, hey, I can make these different versions. I made the version, the full body version that Reaper NFT made for me, which was epic. Um, I tend to like the ones that take more artistic ability than just like, you know, uh, the pixelated one, which is cool too, but it's not like quite as exciting, right? But like, Beyond just like those sorts of things, yeah, I love I love those sorts of things where they're not trying to recreate it, but they're trying to um, add value to the punk community or the ape community. Um, there were uh, se- several several billboards have been put up with my punk. I participated in a charity a charity thing where they uh, around Miami and then uh, separately. Um, in New York City, my punk was on a on a bus stop. So now I have a 3D. I also have a 3D representation of my bus stop punk. Um, I got I got shoes from Artifact with my punk. Um, so it's really fun how they can not try to recreate or not try. That's such a good idea. I'm yeah. gonna get. <laughs> so you just inspired something. I have a connection that back in the day used to put an advertisement for our summit on the uh, actual Nasdaq building in Times Square. I'm going to get my ape on the NASDAQ building in Times Square. I don't think anybody has, has had an ape on a Times Square billboard. Uh, I don't know. It's a lot of money to spend, but I'm going to do it. It's going to be awesome. <laughs> I want my ape on the billboard because they send you a high resolution picture of it, right? Like they send you the professional photo of all the people moving around Times Square with your billboard. Um, Totally, totally gonna make it happen. Um, but that, sorry to interrupt. So, so you have the you have the three D stuff. Have you seen anybody do like um, interactive uh, uh, style things? Like the token gated stuff has now become a little more normal. Like, have you seen anything a little more interactive um, with with NFTs that that got you excited? Honestly, what we're doing, one of our one of our main goals, and it's part of the vision at Nifty's, is to innovate on NFT distribution, not not just the NFT itself, which we want to do and make more interactive, but the way to distribute it, and then the utility. Once you have an NFT, what can you do with it? Um, so we've done even with the Space Jam launch that we did six weeks ago. Um, everybody got one for signing up for the platform. Got one for free. And then by taking a social action, by, by posting a tweet, uh, you got a second free NFT. Um, so there's, there's value. You can buy it and sell it on the marketplace. But we essentially gave it out for free and required you know, a tweet. Um, and then we've done other things similarly where, where you, know, you have to take a certain action to get an NFT. Otherwise, it's free. Um, you can also buy it later. And I think it's a really fun way. We're starting to unlock different ways to activate a community and... Um, you know, promote a platform and give away NFTs. And we're starting to kind of build on that and think of different ways to burn and replace NFTs or to um, just create more of like, we're inching towards like a game experience, yeah. right? It's kind of this gamified social experience around NFTs. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we're, we're doing a bunch of cool things. I would say if you haven't yet checked out nifties.com uh, because yeah. we're going to be announcing some other fun new projects uh, here shortly. Nice. That's really cool. Yeah. I've heard 
you know, there are already card game style games using yeah. NFTs and stuff. Like I'm, I'm a big fan of, uh, of Splinterlands, um, which we should actually get, um, get aggroed and their team on here. Um, that's one of those ones we, uh, I just was texting with, uh, with uh, a blockchain founders fund who we're friends with and we work together on a lot of deals. We, we didn't invest in Splinterlands and, and I'm bummed that we didn't. Um, I, I actually should do a like hang session one day of the deals I didn't invest in that I wish I did. I think that would be cool. Um, but uh, Splinterlands is awesome. and Those games are cool. We're gonna announce actually a game uh, pretty soon, a game NFT platform thing that um, we did invest in, we're super excited about. Uh, it's going to be pretty awesome. Uh, I don't want to give anything away for, for the few of you that probably might put some things together. But mm -hmm. I, I just shared, by the way, in the chat, um, the link to hop up on stage. If you've got a question for either of us or want to say hi, um, hop in. Let me just look. Uh, uh, um, <laughs> this is such a, a good question. Like, it's so long. Hold on. Uh, 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 oh, OK. Um, Christina had a good question. She, she lays it on thick. She said, Jordan, you left, uh, Christina is a good friend of the, of the show. So thanks, Christina. She said, Jordan, you left a huge position at Consensus after a huge impact at Total to move to Nifty. Um, uh, how happy are you with your decision and working next to Mark Cuban? Your story is pretty epic. Actually, Christina, uh, oh, she was coming up on stage, but she dropped. Um, so uh, uh, how do you feel with your decision? <laughs> you feel good about neither decision to leave total or leave consensus were easy. Um, I really enjoyed my time working with David and team at total. Uh, I felt I was in my dream job working at consensus, being able to build product at DeFi, have my own little tiny product team that we can kind of build, um, the way we wanted to build. And uh, that certainly wasn't an easy decision to leave. Uh, that was post meme. I'd kind of become the, the, the NFT guy within consensus. Um, and, and they went on to do Palm and several other really interesting projects. And I'm, I'm excited for what, what they're about to build. But just something in me, just the entrepreneur in me, you know, the only thing better than working at a company like Total or Consensus is being, is, is you know, running the company. Um, yeah, no, it's, there's a certain thing if you're that person that you kind of like have this itch. And, and I remember I worked uh, at the best job I ever worked in my life, basically. And I was quitting to start my own company. And certain family members were, were congratulating me and other family members were like confused because they just don't have that entrepreneurial gene. They're like, oh, so was it like a shitty job? And I was like, no, it's a great job. And they're like, oh, do you hate the people you work with? I'm like, no, best people in the world. Like, I love them. They're like my family now. And they were like just confused, right? Yeah. Like uh, they didn't get it. But there's certain, if you're that person, you kind of like, you just got to do it. It's got to, uh, it's, it's sort of what I said to Adam when he left us. I said, if you got this thing to try and start your own thing, you've got to do it. Otherwise, you're just never going to be you know, fully yourself or happy or whatever. So uh, yeah, yeah. I do it. Uh, love it. So we've got a couple people actually in the, uh, in the uh, room. Um, I'm going to grab uh, Pravi is in the waiting room and I've also got uh, David. I'm going to bring David up first real quick. Cause I think he was in the room first. Um, what's up, David. David is uh, uh, along with Pravi who's going to join in a minute too. Actually, let me get you guys all up on the screen. At once. Why not? I, I, I love you guys. Dude, David, wait, you got your pineapple socks? Got my pineapple socks. So, Jordan, I'm the guy. I sent you a picture of my daughter with a smiley face during Christmas wearing the pineapple shirt. Oh, awesome. Cat, yeah. Cat with the pineapple shirt on the cat, too. That's amazing. Hey, we have those pineapple shirts also. So, uh, yeah, I'm a fan of me. But um, I'm also the, uh, I, I'm sure you're aware of uh, Miramar meme. Yeah. One of the beach pictures. Um. There was 10 NFTs. I actually had reached out to the artist and I own the original oil painting of Miramar Oh, Game, wow. Yeah. Which was pretty dope. That's awesome, man. Congrats yeah. on getting that. I reached Amazing. out to him. I said, you know, it'd be really cool if you were doing NFTs and they were associated with, uh, you know, the actual artwork. And I said, I bought the Miramar meme and I think it's totally dope. And he said, well, I actually still have that oil painting. Will you be interested in it? And I'm all... Yeah, <laughs> and so I'm like, I know yeah. there's 10 NFTs of it, but I got the original, and I think it's pretty sweet. That's amazing. Congrats. Love, uh, love me, man. 
Appreciate it, man. You bet. Awesome. Cool. What's 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 new? What's new, David? What are you up to? David is one of the top uh, uh, top. Hey, by the way, I want to throw something out because David just reminded me of something. In November, we've got LA Blockchain Summit. It, it may uh, hopefully happen in real life again. So I'm gonna share this thing. But the the networking party on the expo floor. If you've ever attended the event in the evening of the first full day, we have a networking party on the expo floor. Uh, at that networking party, it's gonna happen to be a Tuesday night. So I think it will be the first ever, or if you're my kids, the first endeavor, um, <laughs> blockchain and the booze live in person. And uh, there may be some special awards for the regulars who've been coming for, for years now. Or for so now we have to come. Years, about a year and a half. You're, you're definitely on that top 10 list of hours logged in the system. So uh, uh, Pravi might be too. Pravi, what's well, up? I mean, I think yeah, David, David's got a, a magician thing going on, so I can't tell if he's actually here or not. I'm actually skipping a magic show tonight, David, in Miami to come see you. He, he's literally a magician. Ask him to do a trick on camera. <laughs> Maybe not tonight. <laughs> Different time. Off camera. Off, off the main camera. Yeah. And I'll remember setting I, up to do something not appropriate or something. Maybe I know, no, I'm just not, I just don't have it ready, you know? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I got to plan that one out a little bit more. Hey, remember, uh, Alan, back in, um, was it 20... 2018, the uh, the CIS conference, I think you used to call it. Uh, yeah, yeah, we did we did the VR live streaming at that yeah VM where they had the fire marshal not letting anyone in. That so, was that might have been that yeah that must that was the first one of 2018. There was so packed that um, so in the, the to set the scene the morning of the event um, everybody was coming to get their badges and all that stuff. And uh, the room was packed so much in the first opening session that the fire marshals wouldn't allow the security to let more people in the room. So like the hallways were packed with people. We, our security crew, we've since, uh, 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 you know, fired them and got a better company, but they were not cool either. They wow. were like the biggest dicks in the world. These people were like, no, you want to go in? And they were just like kind of asses. But like, um, it was a crazy, crazy session. This was right after the 2017 peak. It was, uh, uh, or 2017, 2018 peak. It was still right on the way down, but it was just the first time kind of mainstream people were showing up for crypto. We had about 5,000 people at the LA Convention Center all trying to get into the main session all at once. It was it was so much fun. Pravi brought a, a rig to do a 3D uh, live stream, um, which actually, Pravi, we should talk about for this time too. We should, we should do Yeah, that. definitely. Because uh, one of the things David and I have been talking about, know, David uh, helps run the Sacramento uh Oh, yeah. The auction center or Bitcoin center, David? What's the actual? Uh, in Sacramento's Cap City BTC. Is the, uh, yeah, Cap City BTC is the, the meetup you guys do, the Bitcoin meetup, Correct. too. You Correct. plug it real quick because it's a really good one. Well, yeah, yeah. yeah what, what's the what's the URL or how do people sign up? No, you just find it on uh you'll find it on uh you know meetup. Just go to Cap City BTC. Actually, I think if you go to capcitybtc.com, I think it actually will forward you right to it. If I remember right, um, just, yeah, or yeah, capcitybtc.com. We'll go right to the meetup group. Um, we just had a meeting last uh, Monday, uh, just yesterday. And um, yeah, we try to do every second and fourth Monday of the month at 7 p.m. Pacific. And right now, lately, we've been trying to do more in-person meetings because we want to try to build more of a local community. Um, but we also do host Zoom meetings when we have especially people from out of the area. Jordan, love to have you on this sometime. Um, but yeah. Appreciate it. Let's do it. That's awesome. Why why I've got a question for you, David, about yeah. Bitcoin right now. Why why would anybody buy Bitcoin when they could, you know, uh, NFTs, buy, right? Buy an ape. I mean, yeah, my right? ape, ape, ape is double. My Bitcoin ape is right double now. Bitcoin, man. It's like, <laughs> what the heck? <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. I was buying Bitcoin in February, you know? It's like, why why well, I actually I didn't. I didn't buy Bitcoin in February. I already had it. But the thing is, is, I was like, I should have sold my Bitcoin. Who would have known the move was to sell Bitcoin and buy apes? <laughs> this is why, I mean, this is why I don't trade because <laughs> I just hold my Bitcoin. Right? <laughs> it's, it's, you know what, though? I've given two bad pieces of financial advice over this last year. Uh, um, some of this advice I gave to the same people. And it was don't buy Bitcoin or crypto on your credit card, which in hindsight this year, you know, you would have been done really well. 
Depending when you buy it. I've given that advice. And the second one was absolutely not. Do not buy Dogecoin. Are you crazy? Um, and uh, and those people made a lot of money too. So yeah, yeah. I don't know I what I'm talking about. That advice too about Doge. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, oh crap, we've got um, uh, Pravi David. Last words. Well, Pravi, we didn't hear from you much, but we got another uh, person or two. We got two. Yeah, other I, well, I have a question in the uh, question in okay. the Q and A. Maybe I'll just ask it out loud. Uh, yeah, I mean, I guess Nifty's. Uh, I think you officially moved, or your CEO just moved to Miami. And uh, what was the basis on that that move? Yeah, our headquarters is actually Miami. Um, that's where we kind of met originally, the six of us, to kind of start things up. And then... Um, oh, you've always been in Miami? Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah, we, we started about six, seven well, Jordan, months. Ago. Jordan, you're in SoCal, right? right? Yeah, I'm in Southern California. But the company's HQ is, is Miami. Yeah, you Probably got to sets a lot of the Miami meetups and stuff like that, right? Yeah, every Thursday we have NFT Thursdays down here, and we also do uh, esports, crypto. So definitely uh, come by next time you're in Miami. I will. Yeah, right. that sounds great. All right, thanks, dudes. Okay. I'm, I'm knocking yeah. you off the stage. I'll see you uh, hopefully next week. I can't Jordan, wait to see you guys. You guys need some pineapple merch, man. Pineapple merch. More pineapple more, merch. More pineapple than I can do with, man. Yeah, there's there's always everybody always gets me pineapple stuff. Chris, what's up, hey. dude? Chris um, is. Uh, on the Calament team, Calament, full disclosure, is a uh, DGH portfolio company. You have some feedback on your uh, sound. You might want to switch uh, switch maybe uh, to, to out of your earbuds or something else. But Chris is uh, on the Calament team. Uh, uh, Calament does uh, NFTs on Tezos. Um, very, very cool uh, community growing there. Um, pretty, pretty fun stuff. Chris, you, uh, how's it going, dude? Good, good. Thanks for having me up. Am, am I still getting feedback or? Uh, a little bit, but it's all good. Just uh, scooch a little bit. So okay. There we go. <laughs> Sorry about that. Uh, yeah. Hi, uh, Jordan. It's, it's a pleasure to meet you. Um, I'm, I'll, are you going to be at the Blockchain Summit? That's a great question. I uh, will have to check my calendar, but I've, I've been to these. I've been to these things like four or five times, haven't I? Like, I've, Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Jordan, Jordan is, is definitely been at. Probably uh, Boozy Apes NFTs is what we need, according to Alex. Alex, I think that's a good idea. I might be working on something. I've actually been talking to a few people about some uh, some charity style things we might do. So, and definitely some some Boozy blockchain booze NFT things beyond just an airdrop advertisement that pisses off after people again. Um, uh, but but um, you know. Chris, what's what's new in Tezos NFTs? I think the the whole community. I think there's a good amount of people that have not participated on Tezos because of Calamint and, and other platforms now. But um, is there anything new? What what do you see going on there? That that uh, you know, what's what's happened? Um, th there's there's so much going on in Tezos uh, blockchain. I don't know if everybody saw the news about um, you know the the European banks that are actually uh, going to start using Tezos, and I know that was kind of hinted to a while ago. Um, but but there's a whole lot going on, and um, we're making a lot of leeway uh, working on a metaverse, um, you know, and, and all kinds of cool utility for the Calum token, uh, including you know printing your NFT when you buy it, um, and, and uh, you know, some voting, some, uh, 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 what's it called, um, raffles. So we're going to have some raffles for some really amazing artists. Um, and, and Jordan, I'm, I'm really interested to uh, maybe maybe speak with you uh, offline and ask you a couple of questions, you know, why, why you chose uh, to go to Palm and all that. I don't know that much about Palm. How, how old is it? It's about six weeks old. Oh, so we're in new. We were the first kind of major project to launch on Palm. Yeah. Okay. Fantastic. Um, yeah. Um, I, I just love to learn some more. You know, we're always trying to learn in this space. Um, and, you know, we're, we're, we're doing a lot of amazing things. We wish you the best. We're never telling anybody don't, don't you know, mint on Ethereum. Uh, mint, mint wherever you uh, wherever you'd like and always make your money because it's uh, it's about the artist first. And yeah, a little bit uh, earlier, you mentioned that you, you kind of built this community and then your platform. Um, we kind of built the 
platform, but simultaneous, simultaneously um, built the uh, the community as well. And we've got an amazing community. So uh, I'd love to know how you did that and, and how you're bringing more people in. So um, and, and if you if you need any help over there, uh, just let me know. We'd love to help in any way we can. Appreciate that. I think that's really, really cool to hear um, and really good advice that you're giving people. You know, we're at the end of the day, we want to be platform agnostic, blockchain agnostic. Uh, we want to be the interface layer. We just happen to choose Ethereum because that's where a lot of NFTs live and a lot of cool projects. Uh, Palm because um, we're pretty close to people of consensus that built Palm. And a uh, cool thing about Palm any other blockchains and, and side chains is that it's very energy efficient. Um, they even do some extra things where they uh, give some credit back to carbon offsets. Um, and that's important to brands and many users. So that's kind of direction that we took there. But we're not we're not married to one blockchain or the other. And, and our long term goal is to uh, at the end of the day, you, an end user may not care whether their blockchain, whether their NFT is sitting on Flow or Wax or Tezos like that just doesn't matter at the end of the day. So um, over the next year or so, we're going to start to integrate additional blockchains to our platform. I think there's going to be a lot of interoperability happening in the next few months and years, yeah. of course, like let people move things or have wallets that can hold multiple and things like that. So I think it's going to be less and less relevant to the experience of the end user. It'll be more important to the, to the user, um, to the, to the creator. Right. And, and which, you know, just like, just like building startups, right. Like you ask two engineers, what, what's the better programming language you get 15 answers, right? Like, <laughs> It's just all dependent on the people building, all the people, all the people creating, right? Um, but go ahead, Chris. Sorry. Oh, I, I was just going to ask Jordan if I can ask, uh, you know, just just one kind of tough question. Um, and the, what I always tell every user or um, every member is ask where your data is stored. So, um, you know, wh where are you guys, uh, Nifty's, uh, storing your data? Are like product data, or are you talking about like um, for the NFTs? NFT data. Yeah, yeah well, we we do several different things, and we have a plan to uh, store store the data, IPFS, and some other platforms. Um, early out of the gate, you know, we're we're storing some things in the cloud um, as we work towards a kind of a final uh, home for for the uh, the on chain data. Okay, fantastic. Yeah, uh, just, uh, you know, uh, wanted to make sure you're at least moving towards IPFS or anything like that. I just didn't know where you were storing it at all. Uh, but yeah, that, that's really good to hear. So thanks. Cool. Thank, thanks, Chris. I'm going to knock you off because of your sound and also because, oh, you signed yourself off. Thank <laughs> he's, he's efficient. Um, Chris, thank you. Uh, Andrew, I know you're backstage. I'm going to say hi to you really quick, but we got to end the, the stream in a sec because we're, we're knocking on six o'clock. What's up, dude? What's up, man? How are you? I'm having, I'm having some the, Is that the LA football club, the soccer yeah. team? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I recognize the logo. That's cool. Yeah, it was on, it was on, uh, on sale. Smuggled <laughs> <laughs> me, right? Yeah. You know, uh, but yeah, I was having connection issues in here, so I'm not sure what's happening, but I might. Okay. Uh, might well, no worries. Well, you're here. I'm glad, glad you're so. here and I'm saying hi to you, but I'm also kicking you off right now. Thanks for joining <laughs> us. We'll see you next week. Uh, Andrew's been on a few times, but I wanted to just say hi because he was in the waiting room. Uh, but we, we got to sign off in a sec. But before we sign off, Jordan, tell everyone where they can follow you, what's going on. And then I'll also tell people where to come and hang out with us backstage after the live stream is done. Um, but, but Jordan, where, where can everyone follow you? Follow me at Jordan Lyle on Telegram and Twitter and all the, all the socials. Uh, Nifties is N-I-F-T-Y-S.com at Nifties on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, you can also get to our discord, which is a fun growing community. Uh, just check out Nifties.com, scroll to the bottom and click on the discord. Nice. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you, Jordan, again, for joining us. Everyone who's, who's out there. Um, uh, actually, I, I never, you know what, I should probably start the stream off telling people who the hell I am in case they haven't seen it before. But um, <laughs> if you want to find out anything about me, go to drapergorenholm.com or uh, at Alon Gorin. But LA Blockchain Summit, it's happening in November. It's going to be free on the internet no matter what. So go to LABlockchainSummit.com um, and 
make sure you sign up because we send you all sorts of cool stuff um, between now and then, and you should just follow everything. So um, if you are uh, uh, online and you're not already backstage, um, come to meet.blockchainbooze.io. You're going to be able to turn on your camera, turn on your mic and hang out with all the community that's there. Um, so please uh, uh, come join us. It's a lot of fun. Uh, I'm going to go back there in about 30 seconds. Thank you, everybody. Jordan, dude, thanks again for joining us. I'm so stoked that we last minute through this uh, together. I got to catch up with you again. We'll do an offline catch up too soon. Sure. Um, but uh, thank you, man. I will. Always a pleasure, uh, dude. Always a pleasure. Anytime. See you, see you soon in real life, hopefully. <laughs> thanks, guys. Bye, guys.